We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Salute to Knicks Nation. CP from Knicks Van TV here. And today's podcast is brought to you by Scotch Porter men's grooming products as you guys know this is the grooming products that i use for my beard i particularly use their premium beard wash conditioner balm and serum and i just love how it makes my beard feel man it it feels soft it's shiny it's smooth smells great and most importantly they use all natural products and for all Knicks Fan TV, the podcast listeners, you can get free shipping on all orders on $50 or more. And also, they always have sales on their beard collections, so definitely check it out. You're going to want to go to www.scotchporter.com slash hashtag KFTV. That's scotchporter.com slash hashtag KFTV. Peace. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go. Testing one, two, three. Salute to Knicks Nation. Wednesday night, Nick CP from the Knicks Fan TV. Back in the saddle, back in the studio. It's been a long time. Uh, I was I was out in the the frozen tundra of Chicago, Illinois during All Star Weekend, but we're back because uh, we got Knicks basketball coming up in a couple of days. We have a second half of basketball to talk about. We have uh, a draft to to look forward to, a new president, new GM, all that. We, we're getting right back into the drama and the thick of things. So salutes everybody in the chat. Welcome back. We, we, we miss basketball. It's been a while. You know, everybody's been kind of just sitting around bored for the last week, but it's good to be back, man. So salute to everybody. Tonight's show, we're going to talk about some of the latest news and rumors that have uh, come about along the Knicks, Orange, and Blue Wire. 
First off, let, let's start off with um, the All-Star game. I was out in, in, in Chi-Town for All-Star weekend. It was a great weekend, although it was, it was quite freezing. Um, you know, I, I thought the NBA did a real good job putting on a show. I thought the city of Chicago did a real good job for the whole weekend. I've been in plenty of All-Star weekends in the past, and I thought this one was very well put together from, you know, all the sponsors, uh, uh, events, to the games, to uh, I really thought the city did a great job of, of uh uh, or the NBA did a great job of really including the community and giving back to the community this All-Star. You saw a lot of efforts, whether it's, um, I went to a great Converse event where they had kids from the community, you know, customizing sneakers and and displaying those works out on the community. You had, uh, they brought a lot of the, the kids, the, the, the kids to the game put them up front and and had them participating obviously nba cares as always does a great job of uh of of doing community service during all-star weekend as well so i thought they did a real good job in that regard from the game standpoint listen rising stars was our game it was it was rj's night rj dropped 27 points in the game and 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 he looked good obviously it's it's an all-star game it's it's a game where Defense is seldomly played, but I think the one thing you take away from, again, the Rising Stars challenge is even though it's been a long year, we still have to remind ourselves that we got a young talent here, man, and number nine in R.J. Barrett. We have a nice young talent here, again, that, that we have to make sure that we take care of him and, and groom him up right. I think he's he's worth uh, uh, a building block on this team. And, and again, whatever this new regime is going to be, they have to take into consideration that we have a young talent here, man. Do not ruin this kid. And so good. Again, it was nice to see RJ getting out there and, and, and getting after it. So you had the rising stars dunk contest. I thought the dunk contest was actually pretty good. I thought the dunk contest was actually pretty good. All things considered, it's been getting fairly lackluster over the years. Obviously, it's only so much that, uh, that, you know, so much creativity that these guys can display without, you know, completely hurting themselves. But I thought this one was actually pretty good. Yes, Aaron Gordon, I did think got robbed. Uh, hard to see, you know, his, his last few dunks, including the one over Taco Fall. I thought Aaron Gordon deserved to get it, but. Uh, Derrick Jones was nice, man. Derrick Jones was, was nice in his own right. And I, I, I couldn't fault him for winning. Again, you know, you, you're coming down to judges who probably shouldn't have been judging the dunk contest, but whatever. It is what it is. It's all in good fun. And, and I thought the, uh, I thought the dunk contest was, was, was pretty good. Good showing. And, and Aaron Gordon definitely deserved to win it. The game, the game was probably one of the best games. I've remember seeing in a very long time. Um, I remember a MJ's last one. I was at MJ's last one as a member of the Bulls in 98 at MSG, and that was spectacular. I thought his last one as a member of the Wizards was great. I thought the one, I believe it was 2001, where AI and Steph really went off in the end and led the East to a comeback victory. Those are all good. This one was great. And I thought the fourth quarter, these guys really put it all on the line and, and really, uh, you know, honored Kobe's memory by going hard. You know, Mamba mentality. Everybody was going at it, man. Nobody wanted to, uh, to, to, to lose this game. You had teams Giannis come back, uh, um, and, and holding a sizable lead. And then team LeBron com comes back, closes it out and, and wins it at the free throw line. So. I thought all in all, it was a real good weekend. Great for the community. And I, I thought all the players really showed out. 
um, um, for the fans. So all in all, great, great weekend. Great weekend. All right, so let's talk about some Knicks news. And I and I did I did see ESPN, you know, gave RJ the F rating for Rising Stars. Listen, you guys know me and ESPN. I, I take none of that stuff seriously. All of that is to get aroused out of Knicks fans. And so, you know, if you fall for the bait, that's on you, man. But to me, I look at that stuff and I just keep it pushing because I, I honestly don't really care. We know who RJ is for us. We know that he's a promising young rookie. And we know that he will get that respect in the long run. So don't don't even trip on that. Don't even stress on that. All right, on to some news. We are a um, couple days away from the start of the second half. And th- there's three major, major questions I think that that will need to be answered going forward. Number one, when will the new president be named? We keep hearing that Leon Rose is the guy. Leon Rose is the guy. He has yet to uh, divest from his interests. We're now hearing that he's going to be partying it up with D Wade on his retirement uh, uh, parties and whatnot. So we may not hear from him for a little while. But again, when will the new president be named? Uh, we're also hearing that Alan Houston could be a name that is eligible for a promotion in the in this new front office. I I pretty much thought that I did think that Houston was going to be um, um, kept. Somehow, I, I think Dolan is loyal to Allen Houston. Hey, if you look at the job that, that we're doing in Westchester, that's Allen Houston's brainchild, right? Allen Houston is the general manager of the Westchester Knicks. He's got Derek Olson there as a head coach. He's got Lisa Willis there, the first African-American female coach uh, for, for, for an NBA team or NBA affiliate. She's down there as the assistant coach. And hey, you know, things seem to be going fairly well in Westchester. Allen Houston also recommended Mike Miller and, and was a part of, you know, that contingent that brought Mike Miller onto, onto the team. So I, I, um, I, I'm not surprised that Houston's name is being mentioned as, as a potential promotion. Not to say it's GM, but to promotion to the main club. Let's see. I know a lot of you guys were were, were interested in that in, in, in terms of the GM search. A couple of you guys had called in and said, why not just promote Allen Houston? I wouldn't I wouldn't be averse to it. You know, I think sometimes the fans still conflate Houston's contract that he made as a player to what he would do as a GM. You know, I don't think we should look at it that way. You know, we, what we should be looking at is what is his vision? How does he want to put the team together? How is he going to contribute in, in that regard? And I would give him a chance is what I'm saying. I would definitely give Houston a chance um, in, in the front office and, and see what he can do. We got to try to get Houston on the show, man. He's one of my favorite players, too. Definitely want to try to get H2O out there. Um, also, the coach. Who, who is going to be named the coach of this team? Obviously, Mike Miller is the interim coach. He still has uh, 20-something games left to show what he can do, to pad his resume and put that in front of the new president. What is it going to be? We're hearing that he could be retained as a coach or he could be retained in some capacity. Various reports that you hear saying that the Knicks are interested in keeping Mike Miller aboard in some capacity. You did hear when Mark Berman came on the show, he was speculating that, you know, maybe if it's Van Gundy that's chosen for the head coaching position, maybe Mike Miller still gets retained as uh, um, a defensive assistant or so on. Now we're also hearing Tom Thibodeau, who is a a client of CAA, who's Leon Rose's uh, agency, 
is interested in the job and, and is hungry for the job. What do you guys think about Tom Thibodeau? I, I posed this question on Twitter and and uh, was was reading some of the reactions. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of Tibbs uh, in the chat? Me personally, I'd I'd rather either keep Miller or go Van Gundy. Well, some of you guys like Tibbs. I mean, if we look at <clears throat> let's look at pros and cons of Tibbs, right? Obviously, he he came up in in this organization, right? We know that back in the day. Defense is his calling card, or was his calling card, and I'll I'll get to why I say was in a second. And obviously, he he he's a he's a tough nose to the grind type of guy, no nonsense coach. And at least you would think that he's gonna really you know drive these guys maybe on the negative side into the ground, you know. But he, but he's gonna be a no nonsense coach. He's not gonna be no damn Fizdale, you know. He's he Tibbs is gonna is gonna hold these guys accountable now. Obviously, 2010 head coach of the year with the Bulls had a good good record with the Bulls. Obviously, they couldn't get over LeBron. I don't think you can blame that on Tibbs. The the Heat were just the Heat. So you could also give him credit for being able to have the Bulls remain competitive even when D Rose was in and out with injury. You know, they still had guys. Look at how he developed. He developed Jimmy Butler. Look at how Kurt Heinrich played under his under his uh uh coaching. Taj Gibson under his coaching. Lou Dang, you know, those guys are sc- scrappy type of guys. You know, T- Tibbs was certainly uh, 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 influential in terms of their development. So the Bulls side was cool. Now you look at the the Timberwolves side. Now things. Now they did make the playoffs in 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 2017. All right, the Timberwolves did make the playoffs in 2017. Um, they did make the Jimmy Butler trade, but they also lost Jimmy Butler. You know, what happened with that whole thing and what was Tibbs' role as the coach, not only the coach, but as the front office executive. Remember, Tibbs had wore two hats with the Timberwolves. So where was he when all this Jimmy Butler drama was going on? You know, a lot of people speculate that he kind of let Jimmy Butler run that whole ship into the ground. And that's what ultimately led him to being fired. Some people said that he ran the kids into the ground. And, And that's another thing I think the Knicks have to be cognizant of going forward is are these guys a Tibbs or Van Gundy? Yes, they're in the older generation's mind as good coaches and no nonsense coaches, but will they relate to this generation's athlete? I think this generation's athlete, yeah, has to be treated with kid gloves. They're kids. You know, how do they respond? Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns didn't respond too well. So that's another thing. How was he with the youth of the Timberwolves and how would he be here? This is a rebuilding situation. Is Tibbs more fit for a veteran team rather than a team that's growing? And I said the same thing about Van Gundy. So at Jack Peterson, did, did, did he learn his lesson from those stops? That's a question. Now, we also say, to, you know, defense was a calling card. But if you look at it, um, if you look at the Timberwolves defensive statistics during his run, they were ranked uh, 27th, 25th, and ultimately 17th in points per 100 possessions. So they weren't exactly gangbusters on the defensive end. Now, we know Carl Anthony Towns isn't a strong defender. We know Wiggins isn't. Obviously, Butler was. Obviously, Taj was when he was there. It's a team, you know, defense is a team effort. But they weren't exactly gangbusters 
while Tibbs was there. So again, just certain things to, to look at. Certain things to look at, you know, what what were some of the issues there and how much of it was was Tibbs uh, fault? How much of it was Tibbs fault? Something to think about. Let me know what you guys think in the chat. Salute to everybody in the chat. We're going to be taking calls also. So if you guys want to get your thoughts in, uh, definitely call me up and let's talk about it. Also on the coaching front, Jay Wright. Now, Adam Zagoria had dropped this earlier this week that... The Knicks are heavily, heavily interested in Jay Wright. That was quickly, quickly uh, uh, downsized by various sources. Begley threw out there and others that said, not so fast. I think, you know, the Knicks have been interested in Jay Wright over the past two coaching searches. We know that he did turn them down uh, in 2018 when they were going after, when they ultimately got Fizz. I think... If you're going to go the college route, I think Jay Wright would be great. I think Jay Wright would be great. If you're going to go the college route, I think Jay Wright would be a great pickup. Why? And I'll tell you why. I think, number one, he's running a a pro-style offense. If you look at Jay Wright, if you look at what they're doing at Villanova, a lot of it is positionless basketball. You're seeing, you know, four guards out there, everybody that can shoot, that can dribble, that can run a pick and roll, some guys that can post up. They're running smaller uh, lineups out there is, is what Villanova is doing. And they've had success at it. Obviously, he's coming off two champ- national championships. Been dominant in the Big East since since they reorganized. You look at some of the players that have come from under his his leadership. Obviously, Kyle Lowry, you look at. Randy Foy had a, had a run in the, in the NBA. Look at some of the guys of recent. Uh, Jalen Brunson. You look at DiVincenzo, Archie Diacono. You have Mikal Bridges. You have Eric Pascal in Golden State. None of these guys are stars or all-stars or anything, but these guys have all come in and have been ready to play from day one. So I think I think that deserves some sort of consideration. I think he is solid. Moneyline Mark, I, th- I think he is solid. Even to me, I, I would even maybe take him over Calipari if I was going to college ra- ranks um, because he seems to get the type of players that can that can respond to him. You know, and and he's done to me, he's done more with less. Now you could argue on the flip side with Calipari, you could say, well, at Kentucky they're more or less running a uh, NBA factory, right? They're they're rotating guys in and out, damn near one year wonders every year. Their turnover is crazy. So, you know, maybe that's that's one way you give Calipari, you know, a, a leg up over over right. But I think you look at right he does a lot with less, man. And he's got two national championships to show for it. But anyway, I think the thing with Jay Wright is he's making $3.5 million with Nova right now. That is basically the NBA league average salary for a coach. So for him, he's even said it. For him to leave Nova, he's got to be blown away. So I don't. I think Jay Wright is a pipe dream. Anything is possible. I still think Jay Wright is a pipe dream. He's has it made right now in Nova. I mean, he's he's the king of Philly. He, he, and he, 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 they worship the ground he walks on. I actually ran into Jay Wright over the summer in Philly, just walking in the streets. Uh, him and his wife was out to dinner. But so I, I don't think I don't think it's it's uh, I, I don't think it's 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 a realistic possibility. And, and I'm not sure what amount of money would it would take to get him. And I'm not sure if it, if it, if it'd be worth the effort. So that's Jay Wright. Let me know what you guys think about Jay Wright. 
um, in the chat. And then also in the news, um, Oak. Oakley lost his civil case against James Dolan and MSG. Remember the incident in 2017 where, unfortunately, Charles Oakley was tossed out of MSG like Jazzy Jeff. And, uh, you know, obviously, he was a black guy for the organization. He was a black guy for the fans. And 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 I think I thought both sides were at fault. So Oakley ends up suing uh, MSG and James Dolan. The the judge throws out the case, basically saying that they, uh, he had no grounds to do so. And in a statement by MSG and James Dolan, he says, "We thank the court for its ruling. This was an incident that no one was happy about, and maybe now there can be peace between us." So he is extending the olive branch. He is extending the olive branch. And I've been told, I have been told by a person close to the situation that uh, the Knicks and Oakley were, are working on a, 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 a reunion. <clears throat> and this is all be, before Steve Stout got here. So all the media guys are talking about, oh, well, maybe Steve Stout is going to help that. I have been told that they have been working on this even before that. Now, let's see what this new court ruling, how that impacts things. I'm not so sure. But again, I have been told that Oakley and the Knicks were working on um, on, on reconciling their differences. So let's hope that happens. Obviously, you don't want to see Oak being serenaded at Barclays and all that nonsense. He's a Nick, man. He needs to be treated as such. And hopefully hopefully they uh, they can come together. So again, my, my my three questions. Number one is the president. Number two is the coach. And number number three is um the lineups. <clears throat> I threw this lineup out here uh before I went to All-Star just to get some fan reactions. Because I, I I'm wonder I'm curious, how does Mike Miller handle the lineups? He got a little bit snippy with, with Macri during the postgame when the Knicks got watched by the Wizards in terms of how he was going to manage the lineups between the youth and the vets. And, uh, and, and, you know, Miller, Miller's coaching for his job, right? So can we expect some sort of changes to get some more infusion of youth there, get some guys some more minutes? Or is he basically going to stick with the, the guys that, are, that are, have rightfully earned it or the guys that give him the best chance to win? I, I think that's the third major question. How does Mike Miller handle the starting lineups and the rotation going forward? So here's what I threw out there. I, I threw out this this uh, the, the, this lineup and rotation for you guys to pick apart. But here's where I went. I said, let's start Frank, Dotson, RJ, Randall, and Mitch. And here was my my, my thought process behind it. I'm starting Frank not because I'm I want to demote Peyton, but it's more so because I want Peyton on this second unit running with especially the young shooters in Kev and Iggy. I think having a more competent point guard that can get these guys in their spots, uh, order these guys around, you know, toughen them up a little bit. I think Peyton could be solid in terms of maybe maybe he can get Kev off to the right track, right? I'm just looking for how they can do that within these next 20-something games, right? I obviously know that we're still looking for the point guard in the draft. I'm just saying, what can we do to make things a little bit better in the second half? So I said, put Peyton on the bench, running with Bullock and Taz as the vets, with Kev and Iggy. 
I'm putting Portis on the bench. You guys know how I feel about that already. I'm saying scrap the three-point guard rotation. DSJ to the G League. I know it's a pipe dream, but we got to figure out how to get DSJ back on track. I say put him in the G League. Throw in a little ISO. Get Wooten up here on the two-way. And buy out Ellington. Buy out Hawkless. Now, Hawkless is saying through his agent that right now, they're, right now, they're not interested in any buyouts, but they will revisit it down the road should they be interested in playing for a contender. So, like I've been telling you guys, I don't think Harkless is here to stay. I wouldn't be if I were him. And I think the moment he gets offers, they're going to try to get it, get him out of here so he can go actually play for something for real. <clears throat> but back to the starting lineup, I think I want to see RJ get a little bit more usage as a primary playmaker. And I think putting him in there with Frank and Dotson can do so. I also think that, well, well, number one, statistically, Dotson and Frank, um, defensive rating, net rating, uh, they have the highest net rating of any two twosome lineup on the team with a minimum of 200 minutes. And so I'd like to see that a little bit more, you know, as, as starters. I'd like to see Dotson and Frank out there in the starting lineup. And seeing what they could do with RJ. Yeah, you're not spacing the floor tremendously. Especially with Frank out there. Dotson has been inconsistent shooting the three. But um, but yeah, I, I, I like that lineup. Especially on the defensive end. Um, to get us going. And then I think it will free up RJ to, to really uh, uh, be a, a playmaker. And, and see what he can do there. And like I said, moving Peyton to the second unit. To try to get Kev activated, if you're not going to send Kev to the G League, I think having him play with the best point guard on the team in, in Alfred Payton, I'll see what happens. And and Iggy coming up from Westchester, getting him off to 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 uh, a better start, and then surrounding them with a Bullock and a Taj on both ends, so your defense isn't lacking too heavy. And then again, you have some some veterans in there getting getting these guys up. So, so that that's my rotation. That's my 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 rotation wish list. We'll see. What do you guys think? Let, let, let me know what you guys think about it. Pick it apart. Let me know if you like it, don't like it. You know, it, it is what it is. So to everybody in the chat once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. It's been a while, man. I, I was I was so tired from All Star, man. I, I had to catch up, but um, definitely want to come back, catch up with everybody. So to Wayne Peoples, what's going on? The Shells, how you feeling? Wade, how you feeling? Berserker Bizarre says, Knox to the G League. I hate CP the Artist, Pipe Dream. Salute to CP the Artist. Sherwin, how you feeling? Sammy Soso says, wave all the vets. <laughs> Chris Dada is on the Buddy Hill track. Oh, man, what's going on, everybody? All right, who's on the phones, man? Let's see see who wants to uh, talk some Knicks. My guy, uh, Ron Cleveland in the building. Ron, how you feeling, man? Man, 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 man. What's going on, man? Right, how you feeling, man? Yeah, man. It's been a minute, man. What's going on? Man, I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. I'm ready for the second half of the season, man. And, uh, you know, just just hearing, you know, I've been, of course, keeping my ear to the streets so far with all this Knicks news. You know what I mean? And just listening to everything, man. I'll start with, with the... The obvious thing about the coaching, about who they're going to go, 
who they're looking at. Okay, yeah, Jay Wright. I, I like the idea, Jay Wright. Um, I don't want no parts of Pibbs, and I'll tell you why. Uh, what you brought out about his defense for Minnesota, and that, yeah, that was alarming. But my my thing is, is he got a reputation for running players in the ground, man. We we don't need that. And 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 my thing too is, I want I want a coach whose philosophy is when you got a young team, the one thing that a young team has over an old team is they can run. And you need and you need to do that with them. And and I think that's the biggest problem that's been a long time with our Knicks, man. We we've been probably in the last five or six years at least one of the worst teams when it comes to fast break. Yeah. We don't we don't push the ball enough, especially if anybody watched RJ in that in that um uh, in that game this weekend, man, RJ wanted to push the pace. Yep. And so you look at him, his ability to, to make things happen with the ball in his hand, you gotta have him if not the primary ball handler, he has to be like the second ball handler in, in on, on the team. And so with that in mind, I don't want no parts of Tibbs. Tibbs can't coach offense. He can he can coach defense. He, he, and then if we go with Van Gundy, it's kind of more the same, but I think Van Gundy wouldn't run the players on the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so my thing is, either, either you get you get a Jay Wright, and, and from what I heard, I heard the same thing you said with Jay Wright, that he has to be blown away. Well, how you blow away a, a coach, a potential hire, you give him you give him a, a long-term deal. You know what I mean? They, they probably need to double that salary that he's getting at Villanova, and I, and I wouldn't be, be opposed to giving him $6 million a season. I, I would not, because he's way better than what Fizz was, and, and look what Fizz was getting, and even Derek Fisher. He's way better than those guys, and he got championships on his resume. And just like you alluded to, all the guys that he has touched, you know, these guys came in the league and contribute. And so he would know how to deal with these younger players. Tibbs, I'm, a, I'm afraid of. Tibbs, Tibbs can't handle, you know, the younger players. And so on that front, I, I would love that, to see a young coach. And when it comes to, when it comes to our, our front office, I think Allen Houston would be a great hire because we've been molding that guy for the longest. Like, he, he has been being molded to be in the front office. So, you go and get Allen Houston, and and the whole thing with Charles Oakley, man. I hope they get a resolution on that for real. So Charles Charles need to come back in the fold in some capacity, man. They need to give him a role with the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with that, you know that that's that's pretty much what I got to say on the situation. But and let them young dogs run, man. We we got to take them boys up the kennel and let them run. I hear you, man. Uh, let them run. Good points, Ron. Appreciate the call, man. <clears throat> Appreciate yes, the call. You know, and, and Ron Cleveland brought up pace. Um, last year we finished. This year we're 21st in pace at 98.7. Last year we finished 17th, 99.6. Year before that, which was uh, another Fisdale year, was uh, 15th. They, they finished 15th. <clears throat> In 2017, so uh, sorry, that was Hornacek. That they finished 15th. They finished 15th on the Hornacek, 17th in pace uh, on Fisdale's first year, and right now they are in 21st. So I mean, they're trending right around the same, trending right around the same in pace. So that's obviously something that we we you know we want to pick up, and and hopefully you know whoever the next point guard is, if we do end up with a point guard in the draft. Hopefully we'll we'll get that addressed, but but yeah, as you see, man, RJ RJ needs to be out there running and gunning, 
You know, right, right now he's not necessarily a, a half court guy, especially the fact that he he can't really shoot it well. So let's see what happens there. Speaking of the draft, this Sunday, this Sunday, I believe, or Saturday, let me confirm. Uh, we're gonna have Spencer Perlman on from the Stepian. The draft coverage starts this weekend, so stay tuned. Turn on your notifications, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. Very, very important. So you don't miss anything. We're going to get into the first episode of the draft series going through a couple of the top prospects. We're going to talk LaMelo, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, and Cole Anthony. That'll be the first episode. So don't miss it. Look out for the announcement. We'll definitely make that announcement coming up soon. But yeah, we're, we're, we're going to uh, get into that that uh, that draft coverage very soon. <clears throat> Again, yeah, on, on Ron's point on the Tibbs. I think again you have to be cognizant of of uh, your new coach in terms of how these young players will respond to him, you know, because he, these guys seem like a different breed, and so I think that was part of the reason why they brought in Fizz. But maybe as Fizz would tell you, he didn't do a good job of holding these guys accountable. So I think it's a fine balance, man. I think it's definitely a fine balance. So let's see what happens, man. And then on the Houston front. I would definitely, um, I would give Houston a chance. I would definitely give Houston a chance. So let's see what happens. Zay from Maryland, what's going on, man? How you feeling, bro? Hey, sir. How you feeling? What's good, bro? Um, good, good. Uh, just trying to, uh, I got two points. One point is uh, regarding RJ. Um, I feel like going forward, we need to focus on putting RJ in the best uh, I guess, situation for him yep. to really grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the the way New Orleans is uh, catering to Zion is how we need to cater to RJ. They're pretty much uh, similar in regards to uh, how many shots have you, how many three-point shots have you seen Zion shoot? Not that many. Mm-hmm. Zion does a lot of his stuff, getting to the basket, um, cutting to the basket, things like that. And then from there, it expands his game out on the outside to where he can shoot. Mm-hmm. Similar to what, what RJ needs. RJ needs to be able to, I mean, I think we need to open up the floor um, to where RJ can strictly work on cutting to the basket, going to the basket, handling the ball. And from there, you know, we, he, he facilitates to the shooters or, you know, right. then he can kind of work on the shots on the outside. Exactly. Um, I think we've been doing a disservice kind of clogging up the paint. With, right. like more well, well right and that's that's uh-huh. you you just hit you just hit the nail on the head does RJ and Julius fit together can they find some cohesion that won't stymie RJ like how do we get to a point where this ultimately gets transitioned over to RJ getting more usage here or is that even possible with with Randall on the floor I, well, I'm just not sure <clears throat> My thing is, my thing is that I feel like the Knicks have a hard time picking a player and saying, "Hey, this is his team. Everything goes through him." I don't think we've had that in the longest since Melo, uh, pretty much. So, since other than Melo, we haven't really had that. And what needs to happen is whatever coach comes in needs to say, "Hey, Julius, we know you like the, you know, you're trying to work on your game by bringing the ball up down the court, but this is RJ's team. You will help." facilitate RJ. So everything's going to go through RJ. Everyone else, we're trying to build a team around him. The problem is we keep bringing these free agents in and everyone, no one knows whose team it is. Everyone's just out there balling. 
And that's the reason why we never have any type of cohesion mixed with the fact that we flip teams all the time. Um, so that's, that's kind of just, uh, one thing that we would need to work on. Uh, and then two, uh, who's your take as far as the point guard? I know we, they said something about shooting point guards. Uh, yeah. Who would be your best point guard that we go after uh, in free agents? Uh, not Man, free agents, but it, it, it's so hard to say because neither neither Lamelo, who's probably the best, who's probably the best facilitating point guard in the draft, is not a good shooter. You have Cole Anthony, who is a scorer but inefficient. I got to see more Halliburton. Mm-hmm. I got. I mean, I got to see more of uh, of uh, Killian Hayes with Halliburton. Yeah, he can shoot it from three, but is he a shot creator? You know, is he a guy that's going to break down the defense? Um, I don't think he's going to have a perfect fit. You know, I don't think he's going to have a perfect fit. I think I would. I would hope that Lamelo can improve his shooting and become more efficient. Because if he had that, I, I think Lamelo would be excellent. I think Lamelo will be excellent, but I, mm-hmm. I got to see some more Killian Hayes for sure. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you I think? Feel, I feel like Lamelo has like I think Lamelo has the tools. Um, Lamelo is like a project that if we did if we worked on it right, he could be a great point guard for us. Um, I think Lamelo just literally you need a coach that's going to be able to shape out a lot of the stuff that he lacks, um, or that he that he has issues with, right. but. I think Lamelo has the size and he has the the potential that yeah. uh, athleticism to where you know yeah he would be probably the best option to me. That's just my my opinion. Um, but they, thanks thanks for uh, accepting the call. Yeah. yeah, man, appreciate the calls. Eh? Good good to hear from you, bro. All right, take it easy. Yes, sir. You too. Yeah, it's an excellent debate, man, and that's why I can't wait to uh, to to get Spencer up here because uh, I, I we got to figure this thing out, man. We, we've got to figure this thing out. Uh, but yeah, as they've said, the Knicks will go big game hunting for a point guard in the draft. As we know, no surprise to anyone. And again, it, it, it's it's going to be who is it, going to be a good shooter on this team, but also who's going to be able to fit with, with RJ. Who's going to be able to fit with RJ in this starting lineup? Because this starting lineup is in desperate need a per- consistent perimeter shooting desperate need a consistent perimeter shooting um and, and you know alfred he, he he tries again he's a good facilitator all on on the scoring side he just gives you nothing and that's who he's been we know who alfred payton is i don't think a lot of people say well, yeah well payton's a young guy but i i don't see payton ever getting to that point where his offense will come around and that's why i like him as a backup i like him as a backup caretaker in this new phase, I would bring Peyton back off the bench. I would definitely bring Peyton back off the bench. <clears throat> so what do you guys think about LaMelo? LaMelo just won the uh, NBL Rookie of the Year, even though they shut him down. I mean, when, you talk, when you're talking pure point, I, I don't see who, who's better than this in the draft. Um, but, you know, scoring-wise, again, I, I mean, shooting-wise, I'm just not, he's, he's not there yet. But obviously, these, these things can change, man. These things can definitely change. Somebody in the chat said Anthony Edwards. Hey, yeah. Listen, I would love to get Anthony Edwards. Uh, I would love to get Anthony Edwards. I, I think you still have to look at the getting the best player in the draft, wherever you're picking. But if, if it's not one where you think Anthony Edwards is going to go, then, uh, then, then you know, you, you got to look at these point guards next. 
I think you got to look at these point guards next. So, uh, again, interesting debate, and, and we're going to get into it um, coming up this weekend with Spencer Perlman of the Stepien. And and let's see. Let me see what you guys think in the chat. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We got a super chat in here from Michael Parker, number one fan of the show. Says salute to CP, salute to the chat. Trade Kevin Knox, Randall, LaMelo is the pick. <laughs> LaMelo is the pick. Okay. So he's in it for LaMelo. Let's see who else. <clears throat> Pranav loves LaMelo. Joel John says LaMelo corrupt. Killer says hell no to LaMelo. Is it skills? Is it his father? What's what's your reason for that? Let me give me a little bit more. Uh, Sammy Soso says LaMelo's second option to Halliburton. T. Williams also says Halliburton over LaMelo. Uh, who else is in here? Salute to everybody. Chris Dada says LaMelo and Buddy Heald backcourt. Interesting. You guys will make a Buddy Heald move. He, he could he could be made available if he makes enough noise. Kim Buddy. Keen says Anthony Edwards is the best player for sure. I, I think so. I, I definitely think so. Nick's Prime says not in favor of the LaMelo. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> in terms of scoring option... Are you going to go Halliburton? Are you going to go Hayes as, as the better scoring options? The better shooting options? I don't know. Well, let's see, man. Very curious to see how this whole thing goes down. But again, it all ties back to the new regime, the new president coming into town. And, and this new president is going to be sitting on, once again, seven first-round picks in the next four years. A bevy of money to spend. You know, this next regime has the potential to get this thing back on track. I don't feel like we're too far off, people. I don't think we're too far off from getting back to the playoffs. <clears throat> I don't think we're too far off. So let's see. This guy just can't mess it up. Just don't mess it up. Leroy from Atlanta. What's going on, man? Who's your take on this point guard situation? Hey, man. Long time listener. Awesome. You're doing an awesome work. Great job, man. Thank you, bro. Thank I want to talk about the point guard situation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I got a little bit of insight. My cousin is the uh, is coach over Dayton, Anthony Grant. Okay. So I've kind of been following I follow basketball very, 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 very closely, and I grew up with Billy Donovan, who was who was dropped off at my house when he was when he was 12 years old. Okay. He played point guard on my brother. So Where's your brother play point guard at? St. Agnes? No. No, he, he, yep, he was St. Agnes. Yeah, but my brother was shooting guard of St. Agnes, and Billy Don was a point guard. That's right. So he went that's to right. uh, Providence, and my brother went to LSU. Oh, Remember that's back what's in up, those man. days? Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I, I, but I'm, you know, I'm a longtime Knicks fan. I don't care. You know, this point guard situation I'm going to talk about, mm -hmm. this point guard situation, I think we're kind of in the middle of a, two things. One, the development of our young players, which we've done a poor job with that, developing mm -hmm. our young players, and getting confused between that and attracting free agents. It seems like that's been the confusion with the Knicks for years, mm -hmm. developing the young players or attracting the free agents. And I think that what we should do systematically is work on player development more than anything. Yes, absolutely. Because if we work on player development, we're going to have a great team, and then it's going to attract the free agents, and they will know what type of free agent to put with our team because of what we presently have that's internally developed. 
What you think? You agree? I'm one thousand percent agree. I one thousand percent agree. I I haven't looked at the free agent list that much. Maybe I think a couple shows ago I did just to kind of prove a point, but. I'm not in that list to to look at anything. Tommy D had mentioned Joe Harris, who I would be interested in um, um, from a shooting perspective. But, again, complimentary pieces, man. Complimentary pieces. Not trying to hit a home run in free agency right now with unrealistic pipe dreams. Need to focus on getting the house in order first. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you know, before I go to point guard, I just want to say one more thing about RJ. Mm -hmm. RJ reminds me a lot, if you remember, of a young Scottie Pippen. Size, mm. build. Scotty wasn't a great shooter when he first right. came to the NBA, but his body physique and his passing ability. Right. That's what RJ reminds me of. And his defense. Scotty was a good of, defender, he too. He was a great defender. And I think RJ, through player development, can fit into a Scotty Pippen body role. His body's right. built. He's, he's, he's really a strong guy that can be a great defender, great passer. And uh, he gets to the basket really easy. Mm-hmm. But that point guard situation, we got to make a decision on that because this is the year we got to make that decision. And I I don't want to say it, but I got to say it. The mellow is the best shot. because Not because of where he is, but because of the upside. Yeah. When we look at LaMelo, he, he's the best passer by far. By far. By he far. has the best court visibility by far and he has the height that we need right now in the NBA the only thing I think uh, um, we have a problem with Lamelo is he's not a shooter a standstill shooter where where you just pass the ball and he just shoots exactly he seems to shoot only off the dribble exactly and I think the way to I think the way to rectify it is the coach is going to be the critical point to all the development of all these guys Mm -hmm. we got to get a guy that's doing player development I love Tips. I love Jeff Gangudi, but neither one of them, in my opinion, are player developers. They don't have the patience. That's what I think. That that's, that that was my main you concern. Know what I'm that's my main concern, especially Van Gundy, because I prefer him over Tibbs. But I'm just like, he's never been in that position before. You know, will he have to? He's patience never been in that position before. <clears throat> he's, a, he's a great coach. They're both great coaches, and Jeff is probably the front liner for me as you because it seems to me like when you look at uh, Tibbs. Tibbs has a history of driving his ball players, and they always wind up getting injuries because he over practices and he does over development. Yeah, there's a lot of good coaches like that that they that they wear down their players because of their their, their practicing techniques and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But neither one of them, I believe, have any experience with the young player development. But so I think I like to call us. I think we need to throw the boat at Jay Wright. I think we should throw everything at Jay Wright. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. That's my opinion. Okay. Leroy, appreciate the call, man. Okay. Appreciate the call, man. That Billy Donovan. Thanks, Chief, uh, all these years. Hey, hang in there. Yeah, that was a gem, man. That was a gem. So, wait, you grew up in Long Island? Or, or where in New York did you grow up? I grew up in Long Island. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I, growing up in Long Island, I got a lot to say. Because, first of all, Steve Mill's father was my principal, was my coach in high school. Okay. In Hempstead. You went to Hempstead. And his I went to Hempstead High School. There you go. And his father, his uncle Charlie Mills, was my was my principal. So Steve's father. But I, I have to be honest. Steve was the worst thing from New York, and I hate to say it. I hate <laughs> to say tough, it. I mean, I, I, I mean, I got to be, I gotta I be honest. Say it too, man. I hate to say it too, I, I, man. I got to be honest. I gotta be honest, you know. He's, you know, I grew up with him. His brother Doug, we know, but he was worse. And the reason why he was worse because he was not a leader; he's a manager. Mm. 
He's a manager. He's the kind of guy you bring in underneath leadership to mm-hmm. manage, manage finances and manage contracts. But he's not the guy to 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 pick out talent yeah. or human resources to pick out the proper people. That really wasn't his thing. He was trying to make himself the everything guy, and that's what makes him a bad leader. Bad leader. I, I hear that. So I hear you that. know, I think that's why. I, yeah, he, if you take a look at him, who did he ever bring in? Yeah. I'm not even talking about on the basketball court. Who did he bring in in administration that had an impact on the Knicks? Forget yeah. about the court for a minute. Yeah, it's lousy, man. Did he bring in anybody in administration that helped the Knicks? Nope. He's lousy. Nope. Absolutely, man. So Yo, he was terrible. One last and question, and Leroy. Did you know? Yeah. Um, did you know Chuck and Beaver Smith back in them days? Of course. Oh, wait a minute. If my brother was to see that, you know I do the good Smith, Beaver Smith for the crew. They were legends. They were legends. Yo, we got to talk offline, man. I'm going to call you. Hold on. Let me me save your number. Dave, just do me a favor and save um, Leroy's number. Leroy, I'm going to call you back, man, down the road, man. We got to catch up, man. We definitely got to catch up. Okay, Chief. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Hey, you be blessed, man. You're doing a great job, man. You're doing a great job, man. No doubt, man. I'm going to tell you how important you are. Because with all the negativity that's against the Knicks and a lot of hatred, you're one of the key entities that are giving the fans an opportunity who love the Knicks an opportunity to talk, man. Appreciate what you do, man. Appreciate it. And call me when you need. Call me when you get a chance. Absolutely, bro. Good talking to you, man. Good talking to you. Shout out to Leroy. It's a good call, man. I mean, Leroy hit it all in the head, but it's got to be, we got to worry about development. Get the house in order, man. Get that house in order. And, and that's what I hope. Whenever this Leon Rose press conference is coming in, that's what I hope the message is going to be. You know, development. Get the house in order first. Then when we have everything ready to roll, then you use your connections and maybe you try to sway a Devin Booker trade in three years. Or maybe you try to sway a Carl Anthony Town trade into it. Whatever, you know, maybe you want to get Embiid down the road. Focus on that down the road. Right now, get the house in order. We have all these assets that we're dealing with. Right? They said the priority is going to be a point guard and a shooting guard. Absolutely agree. Get those two things prioritized in the draft. We have three picks in this draft. Three picks in this draft. Get those things prioritized. And then let's go. You know, let's go. So Leroy likes likes LaMelo. Leroy likes LaMelo. Let's see. Well, what do you guys think about it? I'll leave a comment in the chat. Um, CP the artist says we need an ATL uh, Knicks fan meetup. I 100% agree. I know we will definitely have a lot of people out there, so uh, that'll be on the agenda for next year. We're definitely gonna organize the the ATL link up. Um, so I think that's that's a great idea. Um, salute to Bad Book One sent us a super chat. He says salute to the chat, CP in the chat. All the Knicks fans loves Tibbs. Remember he was a Bulls fan. Loves Tibbs. But I don't think he should. He would fit the Knicks. Important days coming for the Knicks. Okay, I kind of agree too because, like I said, and like Leroy said, I'm not sure if, if Tibbs would have the patience for this. I don't know if the kids would respond to him like like his previous teams and all the vets did. I I just think it's a different day and age, and these players have a lot more power, and I think they will tune you out in a second. <clears throat> So that's that with that. Uh, I could take a couple more calls if you guys want to call in. If not, we'll we'll get ready for Knicks and Pacers on Friday night. JLs will be back, uh, CP and JLs. And then remember, um, Sunday, it's going to be Sunday afternoon, probably around 1 p.m. Eastern. Again, I'll schedule it accordingly. We're going to have Spencer Perlman 
NBA scout, works for the Stepien. Did a lot of solid breakdowns on a lot of these draft prospects. So we're going to talk to him about, you know, these player strengths, weaknesses, how they may fit with the Knicks, how they fit with RJ, all those important things, and take your questions. So that'll be Sunday afternoon. Definitely looking forward to it. And, and uh, yeah, man, good good to be back. So let's uh, salute some more people in the chat. Hall of 24 says, why not just give keep Mike Miller? He deserves a chance to do a full season and an off-season to have his say. I agree. I think I think Miller um, should get that chance. But you know, the thing is, is that in in sports, period, whenever you have a uh, a new regime, most of the time they look to bring in their own coach. That, that's just how it works. The the president or the GM they they typically like to come on and and uh, and and choose their own new guy, their whole staff, including the coach. So we'll see. They they don't have any familiarity, uh, Miller. And Rose, they don't have any 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 familiarity with each other. So unless it's like a recommendation from Van Gundy or maybe a recommendation from Dolan or Perry or so on, I'm not so sure. <clears throat> and so again, that all that once again ties into the lineup in terms of is Miller really caring as much about development as he is wins. To get that resume up, to show the next regime or a, a, a team that could be watching, looking for a coach on the staff, that he can win, that he can get wins. So, again, um, all interesting things to consider. Joel John says, "Why so much delay with Leon Rose?" I have no idea at this point. You know, I, I, I have no idea. I, I couldn't even tell you a concrete answer. Let's go to Bama. Julius is in here. Julius, you're gonna be the closer tonight, man. How you feeling, man? I'm fine, man. How you doing? Good, man. What's going on? How, how does a Knicks fan end up in uh, Alabama, but, man? You got to answer that question first, man. <clears throat> well, I became a Knicks fan when uh, Patrick Ewing hit that shot in that Christmas game in about 86. Okay. That's, uh, that's, it was hard to watch the Knicks because, you know, I'm down here. But uh, as far as Knicks, uh, I think the thing that somebody need to convince James Dolan to, I mean, he's trying to hold back. But as far as developing people, he always wants home runs and things. He wants uh, free agents. Knicks need to draft uh, superstars. And, uh, and they got plenty of draft picks right now, but it just don't have the right coach. Uh, and I don't know if they're going to be able to find it. But I hear you talk about Tibbs or, or Van Gundy. Charles uh, uh, Gibson, Derrick Rose, they was all basically Joe Kim Noah. Somebody had developed them. Tibbs was there then. We think of them just being veterans. Somebody, even though he ran them to the ground, yeah. they did win when they were young. So uh, maybe he can, but uh, I don't know. Jeff and Gandhi, who else he developed? John Mean? I mean, but we know what he can do, though. But uh, if if someone can develop that those young players have now, I didn't hear you say anything about Frank. Does Frank need to go? He just needs to hit a jumper. And he needs to understand when he needs to take, take it to the hole. You can't be... He says he doesn't. He doesn't. He don't have to play real basketball, but the Knicks don't play real basketball, so he looks confused on the court the whole game. So, nah, so maybe you need to go to a real team somewhere. I'm I'm a Frank guy, man. I'm a Frank guy, and I agree with you. He's he's got to work on his jumper a little bit, and and yes, he still has confidence issues. Um, again, what is the right system for him? Is is he a, is he a guy? I I think the thing with Frank is that the question is. Yes, he's a good defender, 
But when he's struggling on, on the other side, is his defense really helping you that much? When overall, they're, they're just not a, a, a solid defensive team. I'm, I'm just not sure if his contributions are, are, are present on this team when they're just struggling in so many other facets. You well, even uh, even uh, yeah, Atlanta. I mean, Frank. He's on the court. He his plus minus is better, but he don't really score. I mean, so he's do, doing something right, but he comes up the court. He passes the ball to someone else. Whereas if he was on a real team, he would know he he would be more like Alfred Payton. But he doesn't. Nobody telling him to be that way. He just look just look bad on the court. And he yeah. he needs a real a real coach. Uh, somebody, yeah, he needs a real coach, man. And somebody just gonna tell him what to do. So who's, he, who's the coach you want? He just, he Who, need who's, to who's the coach you want? Because seems like uh, you're not really uh, confident in, in Mike Miller. I mean, no, nah, he doesn't have no confidence in Frank. He's way better than Fisdale. But uh, if it's not a college coach, I don't see no no one who can develop someone that's assistant unless you find a good assistant from the San Antonio Spurs or something about it like that. But uh, other than that, now he, 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 I don't know, he still plays like he in Europe, and yeah. the NBA is nowhere near like organized basketball. Sound, sound like you want Avery Johnson in here, man. <laughs> you talking about college oh, no. and Spurs and coming from Alabama. Sound like you want Avery Johnson in here. No, I'm talking about stuff. No, I'm talking about something about a pop guy on the bench right now. <laughs> yeah. Not, right. not Avery, never no. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you, man. Pre- appreciate the call. Well, listen, you got Becky Hammond there, right? Uh, let's see if, if Leon Rose wants to make a splash in that regard. Like I said, I, I don't see Pop ever letting her leave, and especially to come to the Knicks. I can, you can cancel that. But good show, man. Good show, good show. Salute to everybody that tuned in. It's good to be back. Wipe the dust off the studio. Come back in strong. It was a great, great break. Great all-star weekend and everything. And uh, we'll be back Friday night. Knicks. Knicks versus Pacers. You know where to come back to after the game. We're taking live phone calls, highlights, analysis, everything. People in the chat going at it, debating and everything. Listen, man. There's only one show where you get all of this in one. You're only getting all this in one. Right? Everybody's... uh. Everybody's showing the fans or talking to the fans, but who's listening to the fans? It's right here, Knicks Fan TV, number one show for the fans by the fans. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys before you leave. Subscribe to the channel. Remember that this show is available on all major podcast platforms. Very important. If you're on the go, salute to everybody driving right now, all the truck drivers, everybody at work. If you're on the road, you can't watch YouTube, listen to it on Spotify, listen to it on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes if you can. Very important. And so you'll never miss anything. You'll never miss anything. We are everywhere that you are. And that's what we do for the fans. So once again, all we ask in return is like this video. Hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're on the road to 20,000. Hit that subscribe button and notification bell. It's all free and you won't miss the next show. And sharing these videos. Very important. Text a friend. Share this on Twitter, share it on Facebook, wherever you can share it, share it and let the world know this is number one show for the fans by the fans. So once again, salute Jack Peters, Kaiser Sose, appreciate it. He says, join the Discord. We got a Discord group also. Nick's Prime as well. What's going on? Tribro Jiggle, I appreciate it. 
Shamel Gatsby, I appreciate it. Bad Book One, thanks for the super chat as well. Michael Parker, thanks for the super chat. Everybody that called in. And uh, yeah, man, see you guys Friday night. Knicks versus Pacers. See you guys, man. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.